0: Hello, everyone. Well, welcome to another episode of Better in Bed, the podcast where we talk about sex and inspire you to get better at it. I'm Sarah. And I'm a certified sex coach and educator. And I help people like you overcome shame, explore your sexuality, and communicate more meaningfully around sex. If you're interested in becoming a better lover, and let's face it, who isn't? Do sign up for my Better In Bed audio guide, which has three proven strategies for gaining confidence and creativity in the bedroom. Just go to my website, sarahsense.com forward slash audio guide and sign up. You'll also become part of my email community, so you'll get plugged into all my tips, tricks, and insights for a happier, healthier sex life. Today I'm talking about how to make sex last longer, which I know is a topic that's on a lot of your listener minds, particularly if you are the owner of a penis, because you all love to ask me over email and social media about erections and ejaculations. What's normal? What's too soon? How can I slow down? So as my guest today, I am super thrilled to have Jeff Abraham joining me as I know he's going to have lots to say on this topic and help set some of your minds at ease. Jeff is the CEO of Promescent, which is an over-the-counter topical spray that helps men last longer in bed and get better in bed. So Promescent is the only FDA-compliant treatment for premature ejaculation, and it's recommended by numerous urologists. Jeff, did I do a good job introducing you?
1: Superb. I was just sitting here admiring, you know. Then I thought, that guy's (laughs) impressive. Then I went, oh, wait, that's me. Okay, I got to answer this question.
0: (laughs) You know, Jeff, I actually first learned about you from Emily Morse on the Sex with Emily podcast, which I absolutely love. And I know you've appeared on her podcast a few times. So I'm really honored to have you on mine. You and her have a good relationship then?
1: yeah she and i have been friends for 11 years it started off obviously as a business relationship she contacted us very early on our journey it was in early in hers too because she had so many people calling in asking her questions about pe how can i last longer not just men but women saying you know Mm -hmm. i really need something to help my man i don't want to bring it up and create anxiety but it needs to last longer and then someone said, "Hey, you want to try this? It really helped." And so she called and reached out to me and said, "Hey, give me a little background on your company. I understand you guys are making great strides." And so we started talking, and she started referring business. And then she had me on her first podcast for the first time. It was before she even had the Sirius XM show. This was way back in 2011. So mm-hmm. I did the podcast once, and then I did Love Lines. She was the host of Love Lines with her one time. And then, uh, I think I've done her podcast 10 times now. And I think I've done the serious XM show four or five times. And you know, you have similar styles. You're taking Mm -hmm. the shame and the stigma and normalizing sex and allowing people to feel good and normal about urges and promoting good communication with their partners, because let's face it, you Mm -hmm. can't correct what you don't know. Okay. And you can't Mm -hmm. change what you don't know. So Mm -hmm. I think that normalizing, you know, conversation around sex is critical to a healthy sex life.
0: You don't know what you don't know until you actually talk about it, really. Well, that's
1: exactly. And (laughs) the one thing that I will tell you, and I touched on this in our private conversation earlier, Hmm. that anyone who goes into a new sexual relationship going, I got it all figured out. I have my pet moves, you know what I mean? Or I know exactly what turns a particular woman on is out of his mind or out of her mind. Because the same thing that is pleasurable to one person can be uncomfortable to someone else. So I always tell people, whenever you're with a new partner, wipe the slate clean, open your eyes, open your ears, be very cognizant about what pleasures a person. And don't be afraid to ask and really encourage that person to open up especially if that other person is a female because in a lot of cases women have the additional burden of being expected to be sexual but not too sexual you know like a lot of their partners at least here in the us are still kind of mired in that you know 1950 1960 kind of mindset that, you know, I want my partner to be good, but not too good. Like, where did you learn that? How much, mo- you know, how much experience do you have? So I from know. a man's point of view, I think it's very important that you encourage a woman to open up, tell me what you want, tell me what makes you feel good. You know, mm-hmm. and a lot of guys have this feeling like if a woman says, well, I'd like a little more of this and not as much of that. Oh my God, that means that you're not a good lover. No, it means you've never been with her before. So you don't have the experience and until you learn what she likes, you don't know it.
0: I feel sometimes, you know, when I do have partners who are men, they feel like for them, the cultural narrative is all about, they yeah. need to know, like they know what they're doing in the bedroom. So therefore they're not going to ask. They're just going to go by the playbook
1: Absolutely. and
0: uh, bust out their signature moves.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly what I'm talking about. You can't have a playbook on an opponent you've never played against before to have a sports Agree. analogy, you know what I mean? You Agree. don't know whether you're, you're the team you're playing, you know, what their weaknesses are, what their strengths are, you know, what the keys is to getting to the end point or the victory lap or whatever you want to call it. And <laughs> if I would say this, if after a period of time, you don't know what a person enjoys, then you're not a good lover. Then you need to learn. Okay. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. early on, mm-hmm you have to gather information, you have to observe, you have to open up dialogue so your partner can be trusting and feel Mm -hmm. like, hey, I'm not going to be judged if I say that this is what I want or this is what I don't want.
0: I love this. I, I mean, I think communication is so crucial in the bedroom. But tell us more about you. Tell us more about your journey and how you ended up running a sexual health products company.
1: It is the most circuitous route that anyone could ever take. I mean, when I tell people this, they're like, what, how did you make that transition? (laughs) I was the CEO of a semiconductor engineering business. And then I became the CEO of a sexual wellness company and a semiconductor business is a computer chip business. So how do you go from designing integrated circuits to running a delay spray company, we're a sexual wellness company now with many products, but initially, and it's a mm-hmm. long and actually, but a very simple story because I was very fortunate and retired early at age 53, 10 years ago, almost 11 years ago now. Mm-hmm. And my next door neighbor, my friend was a doctor and also a urologist and he was a good friend. And uh, one thing led to another, I went in in 2010 for my yearly physical and PSA, you know, cause he was my doctor. And he had developed this product and asked me for, you know, some help in, uh, you know, figuring out the market, marketing the product, that kind of stuff. One thing led to another. I invested and wrote him a business plan. Then he asked me to literally take over the company. And then I took over the company. And uh, for the first... Seven and a half or eight years, we were strictly a delay spray company, and we became the Mm -hmm. dominant player in that market. We Mm -hmm. we have what is unquestionably now the number one delay spray in the market. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a very patented, unique formula that allows the man to maintain a much higher degree of a surface sensitivity and doesn't transfer to the female, which all the other ones do. So that gave us a clear leg up. And we made the transition into a full sexual wellness company by adding lubes and condoms and female arousal gel and massage oils and Vitaflux, which is a nitric oxide supplement.
2: The tragedy
1: part of the story is my partner and who was my very good friend was murdered in a case of mistaken identity two years after I took over. And it was a complete random act. In fact, it was mistaken identity. Someone who had a surgery 23 years prior decided he was gonna kill the doctor long story short got the wrong person didn't realize oh that my until God. Killed, you know so it was tragic so this to me is it's more than just a product it's more than just a company it was a mission right. to in 2013 he was murdered on january 27th in uh, 2013 and initially i almost left and just sold the company and went i can't do this But then I realized that I couldn't unring that bell, I couldn't undo it, I couldn't bring him back. The only two things that were within my power that I had the ability to influence and make a very horrible situation somewhat, at least better, you can't bring him back, which would be the ultimate thing. But I wanted to give him a legacy as something other than a doctor shot by the crazy guy because this got a lot of publicity because it was so crazy. and. So when you looked him up, if you did a Google search, all you saw was doctor shot by the crazy guy, doctor murdered. So I oh. realized that not only had the guy taken his life, he took his legacy. He was no longer being remembered as a father, a husband, you know, a doctor, a friend, he was the doctor shot by the crazy guy. So I wanted to kind of normalize and bring that back what a quality human being he was yeah. at the same time, his wife and his two children still owned about 20% of the company. So I knew that by making this very successful, that even though they would still be without their husband and their father, at least they wouldn't have any financial worries. So it was extremely important to me to do what I could, which were two very minor things, but at least they were something to help rectify the situation.
0: Yes, I mean, that would be how he wanted to be remembered as well, I'm sure for making an impact on all of these people with his product, I'm sure. And that's a very yeah. positive
1: legacy to have. It's very positive. And, you know, I can tell you this, it's part of our society that when someone passes away, mm. at least here in the U S they're generally made out to be more in death than they were in life right away. Oh my yeah. God, he was a saint or she was a saint. And then sometimes, you know, the person you go, okay, great. They were a good person, but don't go overboard. You know, like they,
0: yeah, yeah. Ron,
1: my partner's name was Dr. Ronald Gilbert. Yeah. was as gracious a human being as existed on the planet. He had no ego, he was a wonderful father, a great husband, a good doctor, a good friend. The guy didn't have an enemy in the world. Yeah. And I think that's what made it hard for those of us who really loved him, is mm-hmm. if he had died in a plane wreck or a car wreck, it wouldn't have been any less tragic. We still would have missed him, but you would have had this feeling like it was just this random act, like something fell out of the sky. But because of the way that it happened, it leaves you with a feeling, not only could he be here, he should still be here. Yeah. and I think that's what's been really difficult for a lot of us that really loved him. And now that we're having all this success and we're growing exponentially and all these good things are happening, Mm. it is very rewarding and it is very positive. But you can't help but feel, man, I wish he could see it. I wish he was here. I wish it was tangible, you know, like yeah. I wish that, you know, he'd be able to see how this little product and this idea that he had has blossomed into this multifaceted, multi-product company.
0: Yeah. Well, kudos for you for for carrying on and, you know, keeping his legacy alive. What do you think has been the biggest highlight of running Promescent for you all of these years since you've done it, what, 11 years now, 12 years? 11 years. Yeah.
1: Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah, 11 years. It'd be hard to pick one, you know? Okay. Uh, We had this huge article that Jane Wells of CNBC did, Move Over Viagra, there's a new sex drug in town, it's promescent. And that really put us on the map. That was in 2000 and uh, October, 2013. And coming only eight months or nine months after Ron's death, when we were still struggling, that really kind of gave us a feel like, wow, we have legs. This is a good company. This product really works. That really helped us. So that was big because it really shifted the paradigm from this little company trying to make Mm -hmm. it to where, okay, we now have solid footing. And it came at a time that we were still reeling from the Ron's death and his loss. And it gave us some hope. So You know, that really was a big moment. We got in Target, which was our first big retail location in uh, 2016. And Ron and I lived in the same neighborhood in Huntington Beach. And I remember one time, because there was a Target on Brookhurst in Hamilton, which was one street above where we lived. Mm -hmm. And I remember he said to me one time, do you think we'll ever be in like Target? I go, I promise you, we'll be in Target. And so that meant something. And I remember the first time I walked into target and I saw the product yes. on the shelf in my heart, I literally had this conversation where I went, I told you, I told you I'd get us oh. in here. Here we are, you know, and we were there. Uh, so that was big. That was really that's, big.
0: That's giving me the chills. My goodness. Yeah. I love and that. Just recently yeah. in
1: February, we moved into a huge 8,000 square foot corporate headquarters. And we have 3,500 square feet of logistics shipping area. these racks and we have a pallet truck, a forklift, you know, and I mean, here's all yeah. this product. And when I started, we had like a closet in his office full of product. That's where, you know, and I went, yeah. and when I drove home that day, I went, wow, we've come such a long way. And this building is right next to the airport, the McCarran Airport here in Las Vegas. And you know, Non-pandemic, but even now it's picking back up. There's six hundred thousand yeah. visitors a week here that all fly mm. in. So mm. we own the whole building. So right on top of the building, I put a giant fifteen-foot Promescent, then our yeah. logo, and then Better in Bed. yeah So all these people fly right over that every single day, and you know I couldn't help because Ron had a really good sense of humor, and I couldn't yeah. help just imagine. Like if he'd mm. fly in and look down and went, oh my, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> we used to have a closet like in his office. What, okay, here's our product we're shipping from. And here yeah. we are in this gigantic building. Mm. And, you know, I know this sounds crazy, but when I go in there and I see a forklift, you know, like taking pallets off a truck and here's all these shelves, I'm like, Only legitimate companies have a forklift, you know? (laughs) I know that's like anyone could buy one, you know what I mean? But I mean, we legitimately needed one. And I'm like, what would he think we're unloading a pallet with 50,000 bottles on and putting it up on the thing? And I mean, we used to have this closet with like 1800 (laughs) bottles, that was the whole company. And now we have a million dollars worth of wholesale product, you know, stacked up floor to ceiling over this Mm -hmm. giant warehouse. And then there's Mm -hmm. these eight offices inside. There's a whole second floor and it's an impressive building.
0: That's so amazing.
1: Yeah, it was significant. It's it's those little things that, you know, you're like, wow, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, let's talk more about today's topic. You know, why is making sex last longer? Such a big priority for people, you think?
1: Well, here's the crazy part. Let's step out of the realm of premature ejaculation. Let's talk about healthy, normal male female, or Mm -hmm. male, male, whatever relationships, any kind of sex. Yes. So the average man lasts Mm -hmm. about five minutes of 42 seconds during penetration or thrusting during intercourse, whether it be Mm -hmm. anal, you know, uh, vaginal, whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The average female without extensive stimulation takes 18 minutes and 23 Mm -hmm. seconds to achieve climax during intercourse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there's an actual medical term called the arousal gap. So Mm -hmm. even in healthy couples, there is this gap that to have both partners climax during intercourse, which is obviously Mm -hmm. a great, thing to have happen. It doesn't always happen in some couples. Mm-hmm. It rarely happens, but you'd like to have that happen. It makes the bond a little bit better, a little bit closer. If you have something close yes. to a simultaneous, same orgasm. So even in healthy couples, there's a need to shorten that gap. That's why there's 10 trillion vibrators in the world. That's why guys stop, start, think about baseball scores. That's why every (laughs) guy at one point in his life has gone, oh my God, I hope she doesn't go reverse cowgirl. I can't last in that position. You know, like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And intimacy should never have anxiety mixed in with it. Intimacy should be about Mm. leave the anxiety at the doorway pleasure, reckless abandon, not, uh, this little guy on your shoulder, (laughs) not yet, not yet. She's not there yet. Oh, you know, that kind of a thing. That's not intimacy. That should never be confused with intimacy. So there's a need for that. But then when you find out that approximately 25 to 30% of men have clinical PE, Mm -hmm. meaning they don't even last a minute under any circumstances, you know, whether it's anal sex, masturbation, oral sex, uh, intercourse, vaginal intercourse. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. there used to be all these old wives tales. And this is why it took so long to address it, because they used to think that, oh, it's because you don't care enough for your partner that, you know, you don't want to last long enough, or, you know, you're so self-centered, you know, Mm -hmm. or you don't have mental control. There are four to five physiological reasons why a man prematurely or rapidly ejaculates, not limited to hypersensitivity, the penile nerves, prostatitis, low testosterone. Mm -hmm. So, And anxiety. Yeah, anxiety. So there's a lot of reasons. And trust me, from talking to people who suffer from this all day, the idea that you don't care enough to satisfy your Mm. partner, there could be nothing further from the truth. There are people that tell us, I'm not even sexual anymore. I get, you know, I'm tired of disappointing people. Their self-esteem goes out the window. They don't feel, you know, worthy in a relationship. So Hmm. let's just put that myth to rest that majority of men want to satisfy their partner, they want to have good sex and good relationships. And their partner's pleasure is something they would prioritize. But in some cases, they don't have the physicality to do that. You know what I mean? Because there's something inhibiting that. And I always tell this to people and it blows my mind. No one ever chastises or there's no shame in a diabetic taking insulin. Okay. Mm -hmm. If a Mm -hmm. person with cancer takes chemo, no one says, oh, you're weak mentally. You know what I mean? Just do some Kegels and your cancer will go away. Of course not. So, you know, people who have physiological issues are not going to be able to train their mind to not rapidly ejaculate. So we need to get away from that. And for many years, You know comedians Mm. made jokes about it and they don't realize it but that just the people that have it that shame pushes them further and further into that closet into that i call it that dark damp hole you know what i mean that they can't see the sunlight and the warmth anymore and the further you push someone down and the further from the remembrance of the warmth and and the brightness of the sunshine of a great robust Mm. sexual relationship you begin to forget about it in your mind, you start thinking that intimacy and sex is bad. So that's yes. why having frank conversations where we make it okay to talk about it and we tell people you're not alone, mm. that a lot mm. of people suffer from this. And there are solutions that are safe and effective that can really help you overcome this.
0: Yeah. I've met and worked with men that ejaculate too early. And I know it actually has a big impact on their confidence, right? Which is what you're talking about. And this is both inside and also outside of the bedroom, you know? And I think it's really a sort of self-perpetuating cycle after a while because... A lot of these men they kind of expect that it's going to be a negative experience and they have an expectation of failure and therefore as you say that shame just makes them avoid sex um and that's actually very damaging for a relationship well, it's damaging, not only yeah.
1: from a confidence and a self-esteem standpoint mm. but i can tell you that the longer a man goes without sex he's much more likely to rapidly ejaculate when he does because Mm -hmm. of that built in, you know, frustration. And, you know, the longer you go without sex, the more rapidly or the quicker you're going to ejaculate the first time you then have sex again. When a man is having sex on a more regular basis, he gets more control of the ejaculation, the feeling of inevitability. Mm -hmm. And, you know, your your IELT, which is inter ejaculatory latency time will actually increase. That's why a lot of men especially when they're younger don't worry as much about pe because they go well i ejaculated but 15 minutes later i can get another erection and go longer yeah. but yeah. when the guy reaches 30 and then 40 and then 50 and then 60 they're like i might not be able to go again until tomorrow i've got to make sure every bullet in my chamber is a direct hit you know what i mean i can't literally go well i'll do it better next time she might be gone by the time the next time comes around so you don't get a yeah. second chance to make a first impression yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah. But, you know, this is an interesting question. Is longer sex necessarily the be all and end all of good sex?
1: Absolutely you know? not. I tell people this because I'm very interactive. We have an interactive chat feature on our website mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I work at a couple hours a week and people go, you work it? I go, yeah, I need <laughs> to talk to people using our products. I need to talk to people to find out what they like what they don't like how they found us so we know what Mm -hmm. works from a marketing standpoint Mm -hmm. and i've literally had men say to me you know i'm lasting right now about you know 30 35 minutes i want to last an hour i'm like excuse me and then i go (laughs) are you trying to pleasure or punish your woman you know what i mean (laughs) and then i always ask have you talked to her about this because Generally speaking, if you're lasting 30 minutes and you feel you're not getting the job done, you need to worry about your technique, you need to worry about communication with your partner, because there are very few women that will say, yeah, I'd like to have sex for an hour, maybe Sting's girlfriend with his tantric, whatever he <laughs> promotes, you know what I mean? But you know, the majority of people that I talk to the majority of people that I have yeah. with, if you do your job correctly, and you understand your woman, and especially if she is properly you know uh excited through foreplay and beforehand mm -hmm, yeah 15 to 20 minutes is really long enough to have both you guys receive you know an orgasm hopefully a very pleasurable one but that's not saying that other people might want it but the majority Of of people you don't need to go more than 15 20 30 minutes. Cause like I said, you start crossing the boundary from pain into pleasure or pe- pleasure <laughs> into pain, you know? Uh, so I would say, talk to your partner, but the yeah. misconception is that a lot of men, and this is sad, they watch porn and they start thinking that's the mm. expectation.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: you don't have to be, you know, a private investigator to find out that there are porn stars using our product and there are porn stars that use Viagra, Cialis, Levitra. There's a mm-hmm. couple of porn stars that actually do testimonials on our website. Right. So guys, and I'm glad that about to turn 64 later this month that I was born when I was because if I would have been watching porn prior to having sex the first time, Mm-hmm. I would have been so warped mentally, and I would have had so much anxiety. I would have went, "Oh my god, I don't have a ten inch cock. Oh my god, I can't last for an hour and a half, and I don't pull out right <laughs> before I orgasm. Run across the room and shoot her in the forehead from <laughs> thirty feet away. Oh my god, I'm deficient. You I, know what I mean? Like yes, yes, yes. So, you know, I it's so sad people,
0: that we it, get so much our sex education from porn these days. Exactly, but we do.
1: We do, no question. Yeah. And, That's why it's important and I admire, and it's an honor to be on shows like this and Emily, where we have frank conversations so people can go, oh, I guess that's not the norm. No, that's not the norm. Okay. (laughs) The norm are your neighbors banging it out for eight to 10 minutes and hopefully they're both satisfied. And you know, it's, Yeah. yeah, you cannot, it'd be like watching the Olympics. Then go out Mm. and set up a 100 yard dash in your street and go, how come I can't run 100 yards in 9.8 seconds? That's the fastest guy in the world, Okay.
0: (laughs) And, you know, there's actually statistics that support this. So um, I was doing some research for this episode and it says that people that found penetrative sex that lasted one to two minutes was too short. Three to seven minutes was adequate. Seven to thirteen minutes was desirable. So that's around the range that you're talking about. And then ten yeah. to to thirty minutes was too long. <laughs> this I'm is of course you. just the global average. I mean, and
2: I
1: didn't I'm even show sure this outline clinical study. I just talk, I'm just talking to people <laughs> and your study's right. Believe me, I talk yeah. to tons of people. And that's yeah. why when guys call me and go, I last thirty minutes, I want to last like an hour, hour and a half. I'm like Oh my goodness! I'm like, I think you you need to have a talk with your girlfriend. You know?
0: Yeah. Can you imagine the friction on that? An hour and a half.
1: (laughs) I mean, what would you do? Have like a fifty-gallon drum of lube next to there and just (laughs) put it on with a spatula? You know what I mean? I mean, (laughs) my God! I mean,
0: (laughs) well, I mean that's a it's a that's a marathon, a real marathon. Um, First of all,
1: if you're having aggressive, you know, pretty athletic sex, I mean. You'd have to have some Gatorade there. I mean, your electrolytes oh, yeah. would be off. You know. I mean.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. You'd need to be stocked up. Yeah. <laughs> but but also, I mean, I think what you're saying is that it's not just the duration that's really important. It's it's the pleasure, right? That's really it's, that's really yeah. the the priority here, and it has to be pleasure for both partners. And it's not just all about your ego. It's not just all about you. I can last. 40 minutes, 50 minutes, an hour, you know, it's also about the other person that's there,
1: you know, what your goal should be. I should literally go into every evening with my partner and going, I want to give her the best orgasm possible. And in Mm -hmm. a way you get credit Mm -hmm. for being this great sensitive lover, but without realizing it, it's being selfish because. When you give her that great orgasm, she's gonna go, I'm giving him just as good of an orgasm because, you know, I like this guy. Not only that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he rocks my world sexually. I don't wanna lose him. So if both partners would literally go into it ignoring their own pleasure, but focus on giving their partner the best orgasm, that's mm-hmm. what leads to the best relationships.
0: Yes. Because yeah. each
1: partner's like, wow, I wanna make sure I don't lose this person. I agree, agree.
0: So you mentioned a little bit just now, um, and this is also, I would say, uh, reinforced by my own coaching experience. You know, people who have early ejaculation or PE are often so desperate for a solution that they... They try alcohol, drugs, you know, baseball scores, as you mentioned. They, they really try to detach themselves from the sexual experience as much as possible. And what's the problem with these approaches?
1: Well, number one, it defeats the whole purpose. You want to be present and you Mm -hmm. want to be there. So if the idea is get whiskey dick and get drunk, so you last longer, you wake up the next morning, hungover and go, was that a good experience? I don't remember. I was so out of it, you know? Yeah. And and in a lot of cases, guys find I can last longer, but if you drink too much, then you lose the ability to get an erection. So you go, okay, now I got the opposite problem. Okay. I can last long, but I can't get an erection, you know, and, you know, you don't want to get sick and, you know, be Mm. nauseous on top of your partner, you know? So that is something that, you know, just to me, isn't desirable. Okay. Yeah.
0: Your partner can feel it too. You know, your partner can feel it when, you know, you're tuning out as well. Oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so i think that would be a last resort if there was nothing else and you were just so focused on it you hopefully would be able to find that line where you Mm. would be long you'd be inebriated enough to last longer but not so much that you'd either pass out lose your erection throw (laughs) up you know what i mean mean, whatever whatever negative thing or wake up the next day miserable because you were hung over yeah and i've had a couple people that literally had this tremendous breakthrough There are two Mm. people that I know that I've chatted with that were Promescent users, a couple, and they both told me exactly the same thing. And it's just people I talked to. I can't imagine how many people experience this,
2: Mm. that the
1: wife thought that the husband wasn't into her because Mm. he was so robotic and he was detached Uh, during sex and she felt like he was like, oh, I'm just doing my job and you know, whatever, and they didn't communicate and they were literally on the verge of breaking up. And then when he used Promescent, he was able to last longer she found out that he was literally trying not to feel pleasure. He was literally trying not to be in the moment because when he got in the moment and felt it, he would then ejaculate. So it was this robotic feeling of, oh my God, you know, I'm thinking something else. I'm not gonna really get into it to help me control this. But the woman's thinking, he's not into this. He's, you know what I mean? He's like not really here. He yeah. didn't want to be there because he knew if he was here he'd soon be out of there because he was done you know yeah and so like i said anxiety or you know checking out shouldn't be part of intimacy it should be absolutely yes. the last thing you want
0: it's the antithesis of uh intimacy if anything it's exactly one exactly right one of the biggest things I think um, when I work with clients like that is it, really to help them to shift away from the tuning out um, approach to the tuning in approach because actually yeah. what you really want is to understand your body and the feeling of your body as you say that feeling of inevitability when you're getting close and it's being able to be mindful and to understand those feelings much more if you are even in any way going to increase your likelihood of controlling your ejaculation. I'm sure Promescent helps with that as well. It's just like, I think it just sort of takes the anxiety out of the experience.
1: I look at it as almost having an insurance policy, you know, Mm. that so you don't have to go, Oh my God, what if this happens? What if that happens? When you have it and you use it, there's no chance of that happening. You know, like, And it allows you to be much more bold. It allows you Mm. to literally go, Hey, I want to do this and I want to do it for a couple minutes and I want to go reverse cowgirl and I want to do this. And you know, Mm. I want to do doggy style and I want to do this or this without having to go, Oh my God, that might make me go over the edge. And I think that confidence and I think just that unbridled desire will transfer to your partner and have her feel more desired. As opposed to if you're robotic and she looks at you and sees you glassy-eyed, like staring off into, you know, Never Never Land because you're so afraid of being in the moment. And then you don't want to admit to her that, you know, I have this problem with rapid ejaculation. And, you know, so I'm kind of zoning out. So what is she going to think other than you're not really into her?
0: Yeah. But why do guys find it so difficult to actually... Admit and, and talk about their performance issues. Is it an ego thing you think?
1: Oh, it's without a doubt an ego thing. And I think to a large degree, a lot of it comes from these old wives tales, you know, of all mm. oh, well, you just don't have mental control, you don't want to please your partner. Mm. And I don't know why, and I've said this to people so many times. Every man doesn't have to say to himself, I'm the fastest runner in the world. Every man doesn't have to say, I jumped the highest. Every man doesn't have to say, I have the best bench press in the world. But there's something about sex that no man can, you don't know how many times people say, I want to use your product, but I want to make sure my partner doesn't know I'm using it. I'm like, what? You know, because to me, if you're close enough to someone to be intimate the last thing you should do be hiding something just in case she has an allergy to lidocaine or there's something uncomfortable. You know, I wouldn't want someone using something inside of her vagina that I wasn't aware of. You know what I mean? That just in case I had a sensitivity to it. Plus, you know, maybe it's the era that I was born and raised in that, you know, if I'm not comfortable with someone, I shouldn't be intimate with them. You know, I don't want that many people to know me that well that I'm just, You know, picking up some random stranger off the street and then an hour later I'm having sex with them, you know, now that's fine if that's what someone's into, mm -hmm. I don't judge, but for me, I think it's important to feel comfortable and have a level of communication where you're not hiding something from one another. Some of the podcasts and some of the serious radio shows that I do, they have call-ins, you Mm -hmm. know, live call-ins and believe it or not, 50% of the people that call in are female. Okay. And when the females call in, I know exactly what they're going to ask as phrase is yeah. a little bit differently, but here is the exact question. Okay. We need this in our relationship. How can I bring it up without hurting his feelings? Okay. What does that tell you that something that important to a relationship, something that is that crucial in a relationship, you have to be concerned about the man's ego to bring up something that's going to be mutually beneficial to both of you, you have to tiptoe around it. So I've developed a theory that works. And I say to people, what you have to do is you can't personalize and say, you need to use this. You're not lasting long enough. So I say to people, suggest a fantasy night, kind of a 50 shades of gray night, you know, Mm -hmm, get, mm you know, a blindfold, a riding crop, a feather duster, you know, and then a bottle of promethazine. So blend it in with about four or five other things. So yes. that it's not like, Hey, you're deficient in this area. So yes. blend it in. And then he's going to go, Oh, okay. This is part of a fantasy. Put the mask on, you know, here's my riding crop. I'm going to pretend like I'm, you know, riding a horse in a Kentucky Derby, you know, sure. like whatever. Sure. And oh, let me try this. And what I tell mm. women is guys love control. Guys mm-hmm. love control. You're taught from when you're young that you're the breadwinner. They know mm. you need to be successful. You're the hunter-gatherer. Go work so you can bring the groceries home. And I always tell people, whenever I go over another couple's house, whether it be husband or wife, boyfriend or girlfriend, oh, we're going to watch who We're going to watch TV. The guy's sitting there with the freaking remote control. If we're going to go yeah. to dinner with another couple, if yeah. the guy gets in the passenger seat, the woman drives, I go, oh, he must have a DUI. He doesn't have his, his driver's <laughs> license suspended. Guys feel there's something unmasculine about not having control. Mm -hmm. So I tell women, if you get guys to use it one time, you will never have to ever ask them again. Mm. Because once they get that control, and like I said, that variable's removed, where it's not like, oh, I hope I can last. It's changed to, I know I can last, and maybe I'll give her two orgasms before I finish, rather than one. Yeah. No guy is gonna want to go back and then have that anxiety again and then go. Oh, I disappointed somebody. Yeah. So I tell people that just get them to use it that first time and then you're golden. You don't have to worry Mm. about it ever again.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. But you got to get that first time. You got to figure out how to do it.
0: But I love your idea. I think you are know, making it part of a role play or fantasy. I want to tease you all night. I want you to. I want this to go all night. You know, I actually thought what a great idea is because you now have products for women. Is you know, as you said, if you want to spread out a few products that you're using, I could use the arousal gel on myself, and you could use um, the spray on you, and we could try things out. So it just all becomes very experimental, and it's not just. Oh. You're deficient in this.
1: We have these combo packs where yeah. if you know, combined products, you get these discounts. And so you can do mm-hmm. it with anything. Yeah. The most popular combo pack on our site is the female arousal gel mm. and the spray for men. Yeah. And it makes perfect sense because the of female course. arousal gel while you're waiting for the take effect brings a warming sensation mm-hmm. to the vagina and the vulva. It increases blood flow into the area. which obviously helps a woman begin to moisturize and, you know, increases her desire for sex.
0: Yes, yes.
1: that's exactly, they are complementary products. And we have so many people now that they order those two together in this combination. It's called a combo pack. Fantastic. it's It's been rather amazing to see that.
0: Yeah, that's a great way to close the orgasm gap is what your website says. Yes. So, you know, I actually wanted to do some research for this podcast episode. and But then I realized actually I couldn't get Promescent here in Hong Kong um, unless I ordered it from Amazon in the U.S. Why is that?
1: You know, it's funny because we're covered under a monograph. So, right. And certain countries recognize the monograph and certain companies mm. don't recognize the monograph. So did you okay. try ordering it from the site?
0: Well, in BN, I got sent some samples from yes. your from if Ryan and the marketing it ship team
1: to Hong Kong. It just takes a little longer.
0: It will it will ship to Hong Kong. But yeah, yeah I we'll
1: could We yeah. ship last year to 172 countries. But ah. we can't be on the shelves in Hong Kong. You right. can only buy your own personal 90-day supply at a time.
2: So I see. you have to go
1: through these clinical trials which we're gearing up to get ready to do at the end of this year beginning of next mm. year so that We're trying to do it. So we'll catch almost everywhere in the world in the same clinical trials because each one has different recommendations and different parameters. So we're trying to go with the most stringent that'll get us in everywhere. So we're trying to formulate that so we can actually be on the shelves in retail Uh, in a lot more countries.
0: I look forward to that. I was, though, able to try a few other delay sprays that I could find on the shelves here. but none of them really did that much for me. So, you know, I, I sort of categorized them into kind of like the lidocaine sprays and the non-lidocaine sprays. So like the, the non-lidocaine sprays have kind of like natural ingredients. They've got some sort of menthol in it. Um, and they didn't really feel like work. much to me. They don't me. work, yeah. I can tell you. Yeah, to it just felt like putting toothpaste done.
1: Yes. <laughs> on, my, exactly on my vulva, I was they like, they I taste like they're menthol. <laughs> and so if be the effective CEO of this company, I have to try everything that's out there. I have to know right, how we back okay. up. Yeah. The non-lidocaine, non-bensilcaine products, they flat out don't work. And I mean, okay. some of them are just insane. Deer antler extract, bear testicle derivative, shark yeah. fin. You know, yeah. they, they literally, because there's such a need and people are so desperate, they sell product mm. because people will try or buy anything, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then there's other delay sprays with lidocaine. And I will tell you this, yes, there is oh. one critical difference that makes us effective and them non-effective, okay? We have a patent, we have a eutectic formula that changes the crystalline structure of lidocaine. Lidocaine as it's normally uh, constructed is a solid. It's a crystal. Mm. You put it on, it sits on the surface of the skin. It totally numbs the man and then it transfers to the female. It does make the man last longer, but it also numbs the female, so she has trouble orgasming and climbing. Yes,
0: that was my experience. And it tastes funny as well. I you can't really give a blowjob because your mouth goes numb as
1: well. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Then it has a funny taste and you're numb. Yeah, it's like Yeah, no, it's not a pleasant experience. No, so just, did, just,
0: just for people who don't know, lidocaine, it's, I would describe it as a light anesthetic, is that uh, yeah, sort of uh, it provides a... when
1: you go to the dentist, you know, it, there it you go. numbs the surface. So there you if go. a man okay. is that desperate, you want to last longer, but the goal is to climax and have, you know, and I yeah. tell people that sometimes if you, you know, get so numb, you'll literally be able to last like 40 minutes, but you won't be able to climax ever at all. And yeah. the whole goal is to achieve a you know, a pleasurable climax. Yeah. So what I tell people, and this is the, the, the genius behind Promescent. So Ron, in conjunction with Dr. Tony Capomaccio, a PhD in organic chemist from the University mm-hmm. of Georgia, mm-hmm. they developed this eutectic formula that changes lidocaine from a crystal to an oil aqueous form. When they do that, it penetrates the dermis or stratum corneum, the outer layer of the skin. So you apply it and you wait seven to 10 minutes and it goes subdermal. So when that happens, then the man maintains a much higher degree of surface sensitivity and the lidocaine is gone from the surface. So it doesn't transfer to the female.
0: Right. Okay. So you would use it a few minutes before you actually engage in penetrative sex.
1: Mm -hmm. yes it actually is almost completely absorbed five to six minutes Mm. but different body chemistries it might be a little longer so we say seven to ten just to make sure yeah you know someone who's a a user on a regular basis you can experiment and you'll start to find that sweet spot just like all our bottles have a meter dose spray so you'll know you'll be able to titrate it in i need two and a half sprays i need three sprays i need two i need one i need four and you'll get mm. the same amount. Same thing. You'll learn how long you have to wait. We say seven to ten because we know that no matter mm-hmm. what your body chemistry, seven to ten, you're you're fine. But some people four to five minutes is fine. You'll have to. Mm-hmm. But we say seven to ten because we don't want someone who's not fine in that period of time. Would rather have a little. Would we're, we're erring on the side of caution, you know.
0: Yes, yes. I also really like the way your packaging looks and the marketing, because one of the things that I found with some of the brands here, and maybe because some of the brands were from Asia, Japan, I found the marketing quite off-putting because some of the messaging was around control ejaculation disorder. And kind of what I find as a coach, very fear-based, pathologizing language. And I, I really don't like that as well. It's sort of Builds into that whole shame narrative that, that, that you
1: feed right into that. Yeah, you know our tagline for our spray is "Make Love Longer."
0: I love and that.
1: It's about a positive experience. Yeah, and so the name of our company, our company tagline, believe it or not, is "Better in Bed."
0: Yes, our, I I know. Spray, <laughs> that's I
1: know, why. I that's why thing, I wanted. Wait a second. <laughs> I like that. So, that's why, why I wanted you
0: on here. We are aligned. I
1: know. Well, it's funny because that used to be our company's logo, but then mm. once we started having other products, so our lubes are make love safer. Our
2: Vitaplux, uh-huh.
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. our nitric oxide is make love healthier. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. our spray is make love longer. So better in bed is the overall company phrase, and then yes. each product has their own, you know. But I wish I was kidding, but there are products stud 100 has a pro you know picture of a big stallion horse on it there's another one do me long and hard i'm yeah. like is that really uh, <laughs> what we're you know if you look at our product there's an elegance to it you know what i mean it and is it's, mm. it's about better intimacy for couples it's about enjoying the experience and You know, we have a medical advisory board with the top urologists in the world on it. You know, all of our products are made in a class 100 clean room under the strictest of, you know, pharmaceutical guidelines. We have clinical Mm -hmm. trials for our products. Mm -hmm. We've really invested very heavily to give people the confidence, not only in the efficacy of the product, meaning it works, but in the quality of the ingredients and the quality of the manufacturing so that you know these products are non-contaminated, you know they're absolutely made the highest pharmaceutical grade we stand Mm -hmm. behind them hundred percent they're all guaranteed Mm -hmm. so we spent a lot of time building this reputation and building this you know wellness brand and it's really paid off for us because every product that we've introduced has done extremely well without Mm -hmm. even having a specific marketing campaign saying hey we're in this area now because we have people that want to have better intimacy coming to the site and mm-hmm. so the first couple of times all these new products took off and were successful, I started sending some emails out, Hey, what gave you the confidence to buy a nitric oxide product? What gave you the confidence to buy a woman's arousal gel? Mm-hmm. And it was like the same person wrote every one. It was like, I know if it's on this site, it's top quality and you guys stand yeah. behind it hundred percent. Yeah. So our mantra and our goal now is to add a new product every quarter, four times a year to add a new product. But oh, I can wow. tell you this every product we add has to be as good if not better than everything else in that category. We never want to be the cheapest. You know, Mm -hmm. we want to have value but have quality so that Mm -hmm. people will still say if it's on that site, it's top quality. I know they stand behind it. We're introducing a full line of vibrators and toys in September. Oh,
0: fantastic.
1: We're just finishing up our research right now and all of our employees have specific models that they're trying with their partner, Mm -hmm. you know, and, our goal has been to bring the same commitment to excellence to that part mm-hmm. of the arena. Cause I listened to our customers and so many of them have said, Hey, you guys need to come out with a line of toys or vibrators or rock yeah. rings or, you know, so, yeah. okay, I I'm listening to what my customers are telling me. And I'm really proud of the fact that we've gone in the last 18 months from seeing 180,000 visitors to our site a mm. month to now doing close to 2 million a month. In 18 months, mm, we've fantastic. gone up like six fold in traffic.
0: Wow, that's amazing. I love the fact that you have so many new products. You know, I think it all fits in with the get better in bed um, tagline and closing the orgasm gap as well. Toys close the orgasm gap, arousal Absolutely. gels, you know. More foreplay with, you know, your massage oils and your lubes. All of that all helps to close the orgasm gap. So feel that they're also complementary to what you're
1: doing. Sex is a big part of life. Intimacy is a big part of life. Yeah, And we want people who make it a priority. And we want people who really and truly want the best products for the best experience.
0: Yeah, and invest in your sex life. That's really yes. what it is.
1: It's like anything. But not just monetarily. Invest in it emotionally, invest in it from a communication standpoint, Mm, you mm. know? And that's one of the things, even when you come to our site, you see all the blogs, there's blogs about communication, there's blogs about, you know, masturbation, because Mm -hmm. there's been this taboo, especially among men about masturbation, meaning if you masturbate, that means you're a loser. You can't find a partner. Mm -hmm. No, in some cases, masturbation is very healthy because it's hard to know how someone else is going to please you until you know how you, to please yourself. And I tell people this and sometimes it's a little bit, you know, off-putting when I'm with someone new, I'll say to them, I want you to masturbate for me, especially very early on when I'm in a relationship. They're like, what?
2: Yeah.
1: Think about it for a second. You Mm. know, we're early on in this. How do I know how to please you? Every woman is different. The best way for me to learn how to please you is to watch you please you. Close your eyes, pretend like I'm not even here. I want you to pleasure yourself. Nothing is more informative and more erotic to me than watching a woman show me exactly how she wants to be touched. Because there are women that are like, I really want you to rub hard on my clit, you know, like it gets me up. There are other like, Oh my god, oh my god, I'm really sensitive. sensitive. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like and i've been in a situation where i'm dating someone and we break up the exact same thing that someone else hates the other one goes i love that or vice versa you know what i mean and so very early on it's very important like i said to pay attention but if you can find someone uninhibited enough and comfortable enough and part of it is your job to make them feel comfortable so you know they're not going to feel judged you're not going to feel like you're going to laugh at them you know what i mean (laughs) or whatever Mm. and close your eyes and here have a glass of wine let me light these candles. Let me give you a little massage. You know what I mean? And yeah. then just show me how you want to be pleased and Agree. trust me I'm all eyes. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. You know? And I mean, it's like the quickest way to find out is to watch someone do it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I also love that you bring up the topic of masturbation because bringing it back to you know making sex last longer I, I think the way men masturbate you know sometimes they've grown up in, in these situations where you know when they're teenagers at home they've learned how to masturbate in a way where it's kind of fast and furious and Are that you I
1: a guy's yeah. so embarrassed. Can you imagine your mom yeah. walking in? You're sitting there jacking off. A, Excuse me, what are you doing? Oh. Yeah. You know,
0: yeah. And, and that that contributes oh, you're to PE. Exactly. Exactly. So, even showing love to yourself and slowing that down, you know, s- slowing it down in terms of self love, I think is really important.
1: There's a blog on masturbation, and yep. it says, because this is a crazy part. They have these studies that the majority of men that masturbate don't use lube. You know what I mean? Yeah, They're just yeah. like, I gotta get this over with, okay? <laughs> yeah. And I think there's a certain amount of almost shame when a man is masturbating. I think there's this thought like, well, I don't have a woman to take care of me. I have to do it mm-hmm. myself. I wanna get it over with. But mm-hmm. in our blog, we tell people, get lube out. Put some good music on. Relax. You know what I mean? Yeah. Pretend like you're with a partner, your partner's yourself. You know what I mean? And Really take your time, you know, and don't train yourself to get it over with. Don't train yourself to prematurely ejaculate.
0: I know I'm a big fan of the solo self-love date. Take yourself out on a date. What's wrong with that?
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. it's only half the cost, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: Okay, if there was anything you could reframe in the way most people, particularly penis owners, think about the idea of sexual performance, what would it be? Just to summarize
1: everything we said today. Focus on your partner. Mm -hmm. Realize that unless you have some physical abnormality, which less than one-tenth of 1% of people have, Yeah, that the equipment that you have is adequate, it will get the job done. Yes, the amount of time you last is adequate, maximize what you have. But don't bring anxiety in. free Mm -hmm. yourself. Mm -hmm. But focus on your partner. If you focus on yourself. Oh, my God, my penis isn't big enough. Oh, my God, I don't last long enough. Oh, my God, I don't. Mm -hmm. I I wish I was kidding you. I was looking at the we're the number one best sexual enhancement product on Amazon. Mm -hmm. And I was looking and like the number three product, I swear to you, I can't make this up. It's a product that gives a man a higher volume of semen when he ejaculates.
2: Oh. <laughs> I'm like, who is sitting there measuring
1: <laughs> his ejaculate going, you know, I that's got a, a liter. <laughs> if I was a full teaspoon, my life would be complete, okay? Uh, uh, but you uh, want to talk about anxiety, you want to talk about oh insecurity and the craziest shit possible okay yeah. this is the number three best-selling product in sexual enhancements i'm like and oh i know we're number goodness. one how much we sell i'm like oh my god <laughs> i'm like i need to know who's buying this you know like yeah do you ejaculate into a like beaker you know and go oh i'm, I'm a little <laughs> short i better i better pump that volume up you know what i mean i'm like what so <laughs> get away from that quit it's not a olympic event mm. Focus on your partner, focus on a relaxation, focus on connecting and intimacy.
0: Yes, yes.
1: And the rest will take care of itself.
0: That's a beautiful message. Give your message.
1: partner an orgasm orally, you know, mm. manually, before oh. you even get to the point of yes. penetration, you know? Yes. And then won't feel this anxiety, like, oh my God, and it's like, hey, here's a bonus round, you know what I mean? <laughs>
0: I love that. I mean, your your penis is not the only way your partner can experience pleasure. You know, think hands, tongues, toys, you know.
1: Oh, you
2: so versatile. Literally.
1: Yeah. And you know the funny thing is is, you know, I've never been married, so I've had a number of relationships in my life, you know. Mm-hmm. And I have actually dated a few women that their entire life they just don't orgasm during intercourse. It might mm-hmm. be because of the yes. length or the placement of their clitoris they have a hooded clitoris, you know, whatever. Yes. Yes. I'm not sitting there gonna go, oh my God, I have to be the first. I'm Magellan. I'm you know, a <laughs> great explorer. I going to bring you, you know, I mean whatever. <laughs> I'm like, okay, then how do you best orgasm? Well, it's with, you know, cunnilingus or it's with a toy or it's yeah. with this or I'm like, great. Okay, if later on we open up a new avenue and you can do it, great. But I don't have to feel like if you know, she's never had a vaginal orgasm that I have to be the first one or during intercourse, then what is it that, you know, and you know, I have the good fortune of dealing with all these therapists and all these, you know, urologists. So I talk to Mm -hmm. them on a regular basis and Mm -hmm. they'll give you statistics like on a regular basis, only 46% of women climax during Mm -hmm. intercourse. You know what I mean? Yes. And so many guys are like, you're going to have a Orgasm during intercourse. And I'm I'm assuming it's the morons and the meatheads that are calling me, going, I last 30 minutes, I need to last an hour and a half. Yeah. Because they're going, I'm giving her an orgasm no matter what. I don't care if I have to punish her where she's bleeding and and you know, <laughs> bruised. You're going to have that is the most caveman, knuckle-dragging, idiotic <laughs> thing I've ever heard. Okay. <laughs> Pleasure her, don't punish her. Okay. I love Take it. Take a step back. Figure out how to give her an orgasm, no matter what the source, and then work from there.
0: I love it, Jeff. You're telling it as it is. Thank you so much. So I have just one very quick um, series of questions. We call this our quickie but goodie section. It's our rapid fire section. So all you have to do is just off the top of your head, answer these questions in maybe a couple of words I'll answer too. We can all play along. Okay. Just have
2: some fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right, the first question is describe your most intense orgasm and how it felt
1: in a few words. I was uh, 20 years old. I was in college, and it was the first time I ever did mushrooms. Oh. And and I swear to you, I Ah. was so high. You know what I mean? And I was with my girlfriend, and we were having sex, and I had this – which is rare for a man, I had this like three minute orgasm. Oh, and I amazing. Swear to you, my oh, whole wow. body shook and I wow. I'm not wow, talking, wow, I was wow. Like, what was that? It was like some out-of-body experience. I spent yeah. the last 44 yeah. years trying to replicate that. I did mm-hmm. that was a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Maybe it was because the first time I had done them, it touched some kind of nerve or whatever. But I've never been able to have that mm. experience again. I'm just glad I had Fantastic. it at once, although it did set the bar kind of high. You know what I mean? But I yeah. mean, it was like these waves of pleasure that were coming over. me. Oh. I'm like, is that how yeah. women feel? I'm like, shit, I wish I was a woman, you know, it was like, oh, my God.
0: I love that. I love that. I mean, I, I like my most intense orgasm. I just felt like I melted. Onto like the bed, and I melted into maybe the other person. So that was probably like the no. most intense for me.
1: You know what I tell people too? Yeah. When you have a really good sexual connection. Yeah. And afterwards, you're laying there. Do you ever have this feeling? Like you go, I don't know where I end and she begins, or in your case, where you end and he begins. Oh yeah. Like you melt into one another. Oh and you're yeah. Laying there. Yeah. Yes. There is yeah. nothing, nothing stronger than that feeling.
0: Yeah, that's a beautiful feeling. Okay, second way. What's your favorite way to introduce novelty into your sex life?
1: I don't know any other way, but just to go with it. You know what I mean? And yeah, it's easier for me than most people because of Mm. what I do. Right. And we live in a day and age where before you go out, someone always Google searches you, you know, and they go get background. They Google search me. They're like, (laughs) what? And I'm oh. like, OK, listen, everyone does something for a living, OK? I'm not like a sex god OK, I do my best, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But because of what I do, they come in my home and they see vibrators all over. I go, hey, I'm evaluating a couple new ones, you know what I mean? So <laughs> it's not really like I don't have to break out the cake and go, oh, my God, they yeah. just assume it's coming. It's a question. Of oh, bread.
0: oh, OK, 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 right. Yeah, well, I'm a, am I'm, personally a big fan of new places, which is a bit annoying because in this pandemic, um, we haven't really been able to travel. But yeah. um, I have been finding novelty all around Hong Kong, let's just say. <laughs>
1: so you like uh, semi-public, like going? Oh, or- yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is which is also, um, I think it's ob- obviously the thrill of getting caught because also people can Google me <laughs> as well. And, yes. And I think, well, that's what you should expect from someone who's a sex coach.
1: That's though. exactly. When I was younger, I used to be into that. But I think now <laughs> at my age, yeah. I have respect for other people. I go, no one wants to see some 64-year-old dude, okay? <laughs> when I was 30 years old and vibrant and healthy, I go, hey, that might be a turn on now. People are like, oh my Lord, you know what I mean? Like,
0: The point is not to get people to see you. It's just the idea that people could. But I mean, maybe maybe they does. are. I don't it know. It
1: heightens the arousal. It, it does, does heighten the arousal. Is.
0: Anyway, thank you so very much, Jeff, for joining me on this episode. Listeners, I hope you loved our penis performance pointers today. It was so much fun. I'd love to hear from you now. What was your favorite tip? about making sex last longer. You can find me at HelloSarahSense on Instagram or you can drop me a line at sarahsense.com. Also, if you missed something today, there will be show notes on my website with a summary of everything we talked about and relevant links. And I'll show you where you can find Promescent as well. So if you enjoyed this podcast, I'd be so, so grateful if you subscribed and left us a review. And let's just all try to shift our thinking around sex towards more of an experience and towards more about our partners and not just a performance for ourselves. I think we're all going to have a lot more pleasure and a lot less pressure that way. Thanks everyone. And thank you so much, Jeff.
1: It was my pleasure. It's an honor to be here. Good luck. And I think you're doing a great service. Thank you. Thank you very much.